Uh, well, what's up, guys? On today's episode of The Vocal Box, we talk about what makes a good leader. Uh, you know, what else we got? The importance of having a good leader, uh, what we went through in our early 20s. Um, you know, it's all about leadership and just kind of what good qualities make a good leader. Uh, say hi to Scout. Okay, Scout. Uh, all right, hope you enjoy. Welcome to episode three of The Vocal Box. My name is Sean Steele, and once again, I'm joined with uh, Mason Ashbacker and Sean Kearney. How are we doing, guys? Good. Good. How are you feeling? Good. I got my coffee in me slightly. I mean, full glass cup. Uh, it's really cra- It's really crazy that we get up at 5 a.m. to get this done. Yeah. And start off our days right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Especially Sunday. Especially after a night like last night. Mm-hmm. Mason, yes, you got pretty drunk last night. Yep, yep. Uh, we were out celebrating, usual. celebrating Sean Kearney's twenty uh, sixth birthday. Yep, um, and we got into a little bit of a, an argument last night, right? And uh, I think we are all here. We basically we just want to announce that this is the last episode of the Vocal Box. Yes, and last um, month living together. Yeah, yeah, we're 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 calling it. Love to hear it. <laughs> Couldn't be any more happy. Y- yes, sir. Nah, just kidding. No, we had a really good. Uh, yeah. It was it was a good argument, but it was a nice civil argument. I think. Yeah, um, which I think is a testament to our relationship. Yeah, especially like when alcohol was involved. Usually, that kind of stuff turns into some like toxic BS. Throwing fists. Yeah, mm-hmm. fisticuffs. Mm-hmm. But I really did, I did I I had a fantastic time. I did too. Like we haven't yeah. been out obviously because of the pandemic in a long time. And I know we were a little brazy for pushing the limits, but like it was there was a lot of people. I was scared, but we were tucked time. away in a nice corner mm-hmm. away from humans. Yeah, we had a nice table. And uh shout out to the bartender dude who served us cuz he he charged me thirty dollars oh, for stuff that oh, should have been like a hundred, dude. Yeah. Eighty it was, at least, I thought. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys each had a round before I got there, and you got like a vodka Red Bull, which pro- in here in Nashville was. I, like a, I got uh, vodka Red Bull, vodka lemonade, and then a vodka shot. Yeah, we and had five shots total. Yep, and then you, Sam, and I the had though. two drinks. Mm-hmm. I th- well, it was, it was easy. Or did yeah. you guys get a shot? Yeah, so five. Well, well, four for us, yeah. Four for us, one for him. I got a beer. We, had, we each had at least two drinks. That's like 100 bucks here in Nashville. Yeah. So, um, $30. Maybe you could tell we were poor. Maybe. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe. But really just, he just felt bad. Sounds like discrimination. <laughs> hey, <laughs> if it saves me money, I'll dress yeah. poor every day. But yeah, 30 bones, not too bad. I think... Uh, I showed up a little late because I was working, but uh, and we just started chatting, and then Mason and I, I was just really mad at him for something, I don't know, and then it's we like started, daily thing, you know? know, and then we started talking about the vocal box and uh, our roles and this and that. It was a very heated heated topic just because we were maybe a little, I was buzzing. I had a, a beer and a shot. Like, it was, it was fine. And then... I don't even... It, it was like it was, it was not even anything serious. We were just yeah. like living in the moment, right? Dude, that shit happens daily between us, though. So like, yeah, 
by this saying one was that real. was like a serious fight is like, nah, dude, I don't even it think was, we've had. Like, the subject matter was serious. That's all. You know, like we were talking about serious stuff. Well, yeah, I guess. Well, yeah, I suppose. But yeah, but like you said, Sean, I think that is just a testament to us as a friend group and our ability to like, you know, we were talking about the vocal box and we talk about the vocal box a lot and like how our, our uh, approach to something like this, I think, is very unique, you know, because we are like three friends and we all live together and it's... It could very, e- it, yeah, it could very easily, and we, like working together, in which we have, you know, the fandom wire thing, and uh, on various other things, doing like creativey things in the past, like it can turn bad really quick. And I think a lot of people usually see that, or like it runs into that very often. Call her daddy. Yeah, literally. Yeah, call <laughs> literally. her daddy like is so successful. Like I've never listened to call her daddy, even moderately regular basis and i was looking through the uh podcast charts the other day and like they were number five or four and i was very surprised yeah and look and then it just number number three regularly and then just fizzles you know just like that because some drama but that just goes to show like how uh in a professional environment there really can't be you can't afford to like compromise it with uh BS or like dramatic stuff. Because yeah, I think you know? they no. like they even lived together too. Yeah, they were good friends. You really like honestly the whole like business is business type thing mm-hmm. like is so like you have to like stick to it. You cannot mix your colors, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So like Mason and I like fighting it with each other, verbally assaulting each other on a daily basis. <laughs> One side. Yeah. Has nothing to do with us verbally assaulting each other about Volkabach stuff. Right? I would say to an extent. Yeah. The words, the words <laughs> that are said still matter. Yeah. And how you say them still matters. Yeah. Maybe. You know? Maybe. Like if I said, yeah, you do this because your dad did this and he's a piece of sh- you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah like, oh, you're what, coming at my family. Like, yeah, that's yeah. Like, that's my father. Not, my father's in the Ministry of Magic. Yeah. I love Harry Potter. I don't know. How, how do you guys, how do you, yeah, okay, he does that. Give her a good old wrap around there, Mace. Yep. Uh, also, boys, uh, should we, uh, should we let her rip, get started, get her right into it? Yeah. Um, well, that was kind of my segue into me thinking a lot about what today's episode should be a, a bit about and, uh, our approach to the show, I think the first, like we, like I was kind of talking about earlier, these first few episodes really, um, it's a slippery slope of us um, getting into more like topical things like last week's episode, the Apple Music versus Spotify thing, um, easily went into an area where we were talking about much more serious things about like convenience and like consumerism and uh it's all just a machine, right? Yeah. That Rick and, yeah. Yeah. You know, we started talking about much more serious topics and I think that's the kind of stuff that we can offer with a, this podcast. Um, so these next few episodes, I think us talking about much more like, um, introspective things is maybe a better idea than us getting into like just, you know, random stuff that happens in the news or like things that we want to talk about. Cause like we all like video games, but we don't want to like, do a video game podcast and we don't want to like be super niche because that's going to break off certain 
people from wanting to listen to us maybe but yeah i think mainly just want to talk about whatever we want to talk about yeah but like be us yeah and on a day-to-day basis we do have like very interesting conversations about like serious introspective stuff it's just when i'm sitting down in my notebook or my macbook i guess trying to like list out like okay what could we talk about on a podcast that doesn't really come to mind so today's episode i was thinking a lot about like toxic masculinity and like team dynamics and leadership skills which and is very topical because it's today, father's day it's father's day so when we're recording this yeah i, re- I was gonna be seeing this a, ye- a week a year, after, a year, a year later uh, we'd be a little <laughs> dropping the ball there but no. a week after but i hope all the fathers if you've seen this i hope you had a happy father's day yeah absolutely and uh i was th- uh, I, that was kind of the stuff on my mind and we have lots of discussions about um you know company stuff like team dynamic things and we've talked about you know you guys working at target me working at the brewery and like um from that small of a level to up to like gary v like entrepreneurship like marketing Mm -hmm. you know building the death star basically or like the empire like that he's trying to do you know an agency world yeah an agency world um Mm -hmm. i think it flows through pretty much everything like the same the values when it comes to um being just being a good person really in like the business world as well as like the creative world right right um sorry i'm just turning on my mac again heard uh mace you have you know you you've worked for a lot of different like companies i guess i'd like to pick your brain a little bit about like what you think about or like, what are you, what's like your worst job? Like, we don't want to, we don't want to name drop or be like rip on people. Cause like, you yeah. know, any like, you know, small segment of anyone's life is not like a, we're just this random representative of like who they are as a person. So we're not like here to rip on people or like be like this. My boss was like trash. No, but, um, mm-hmm. have you had any like just we're a little bit more self-aware of it. And I literally go into my, most of my work situations where I'm like, okay, analyzing my, my management and like styles of management and like leadership and like, who's like, like respect, like mutual respect, but you have not, not ever been super vocal about anything like that. But have you ever had like a bad experience going into like, like work where you're literally like, wow, like I just don't like feel valued I don't feel like there's cohesion in like a team setting or like, I don't feel like I'm being like used to the full potential. I know. Like I mean, a, I could say maybe that internship I had. Yeah. yeah actually oh, tell us yeah. That's, that's, that's music. a great, yeah, that's a great example. Music booking agency. <clears throat> yeah. Um, in Nashville. Um, it was unpaid 15 hours a week. Yeah. I mean, it was cool. It was like downtown and like a really tall building with windows everywhere. And I was like, oh my God, like this is cool. Yeah. Like the second tallest but, building in Nashville. Like. Yeah. But the boss was just a dick. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the best way to put it. Um, I mean, he was like, okay with me right away. Cause he was just like trying to impress me and all that. But like I would sit in, set, sit in on team meetings and this is like like booking agencies already like have like a small staff. So they have like five people total and then me. And like 
they just said, like, oh, yeah, because it's, like, such a small, like, company. Everyone's, like, the whole office size was, like, pretty much, like, our apartment. Mm-hmm. Like, living room, kitchen, whatever. So it's, like, very closely, like, I don't know, you're always close together. But just seeing the way, like, he would treat the, like, women in there was, yeah. like... I'm, like, envisioning, like, literally the office. It's, like, Mad Men. It's, yeah, it's, <laughs> like, well, he just, he sat on the phone, like, all day, just, like, talking to anyone from, like, his wife to, like, a friend to, like, an actual, like, client or, like, manager, and it was just so weird because he would, he straight up, like, hung up the phone after being all, like, lovey-dovey and nice, Yeah, and then it would be, like, hang up the phone switch gears and like get mad at us for something i mean not really me because all i was doing was sitting on a computer doing data entry and that was it so there was one day where he was like making waves really yeah Yeah. so like i didn't do anything besides sit at a computer and like dude a second grader could have done the job i was doing Mm -hmm. and that's where i was kind of like well shit like i wanted more experience there was one day they all left the office for like a meeting or something. And I was the only one there and I had to like answer phone calls and like take messages and all that, which was like, okay, this is like cool. Like, Hey, I'm gaining, gaining experience answering phones. Cause people our age hate that. Um, basically with this internship though, it's like, dude, having, having your boss be like that. Yeah. Like that's, such that's a, like a movie. That's like mm-hmm. some a, scripted, yeah. like, dickhead bought like horrible bosses thing like yeah. i get it if he's oh he's the ceo of a company and then it's like layers upon layers of like the, staff even then it's like not appropriate but like yeah. i don't know it was just like being in that little office setting with him and then like all this stuff like there was a point where he he was kind of talking to me about like bringing me on yeah like full time which was kind of weird because he was like asking me like how much i pay in rent and I told him, because at the time, I was, like, sharing a bedroom. So I was like, yeah, I only pay, like, 250 in rent. And then, like, yeah, I have student loan debt and all that. But he was, like, trying to hit my, like, everything I owe. Because I believe... So get you cheap. Yeah, to get <laughs> yeah. me cheap. Because yeah. the other girls who worked there, who've been there for two years... That triggers me. Were like, yeah, he's, like, never given me a raise or anything. But, like, we, know, we like especially in this industry, like they're like, I know how much money like I bring to the company because yeah. I'm the one closing. It's like sales, like whatever. Booking. But basically right? all that. Booking? Yeah. Okay. So uh, just, I don't know. I, I think he must have like, it's kind of obvious to me that he was obviously wrapped up in the kind of glamorous aspect of it of like, wow, I have an office with some a small staff and I'm in the booking, uh, in, uh, like, in Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm like, you know, on in a skyscraper, and really like, I'm going to treat basically just have my labor as cheap as possible, and like, just all the negative things that you like hear about when you hear of like bad leaders or bad like people, you know, bosses. Uh, it was I just was, I overheard him say one thing, and that was where I kind of like checked out of it. It was it was weird to me, but he was like. He said in like a meeting, he's like, why are we in this industry again? And like one of the girls is like, because we love music. And he goes, no, to make money. Oh, my God. And I was (laughs) like, oh, (laughs) bro. All right. (laughs) Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yikes. 
Uh, um, and you, you, there was like a, a mutiny, right? Or like everyone like... Yeah, did yeah. that end super interestingly? Yeah. Uh, one, one of the employees like left or she's like, hey, here's my two week notice. Or she, she actually gave a one week. She came in a Monday and was like, hey, Friday's my last day because she was just so done. Um, and then, oh, my God. Oh, this is just bringing <laughs> back so many memories. Memories. I felt so awkward because I would be right here. His office is like five feet that way. And she is like where you're sitting. That's and behind he, him for all the audio listeners. <laughs> and he looks at me and says like some passive aggressive thing like, okay, Mason. So once you do this part of the job, like y- you'll get it done. Right. <laughs> is that correct? Unlike some people. Oh, like it was dude, that that's so like, toxic, that, that toxic. And then she would just like, look at him like, and oh, then bro. he would be sh- shrug it off. And then like, th- dude, that was the most awkward one day of work. I was only there five hours. I yeah. can't even imagine what it was like for her two years or something, you know? Yeah. And then, I think they got done at like five or six p.m. and like at three p.m. he he went up to her in front of everyone. And was like, "Hey, uh, when you go home tonight, uh, don't come back." My God. And that that was it for her. What? And then like, I remember he didn't even like let her finish out like the week. No, he said he's like, "Hey, after tonight, when you're done, like you're done." And then she's like, "Okay," <laughs> like she was just like cool like i'm 100 okay with that and his mind he's probably you know that was like a oh i'm a do a like a power move yeah, you know maybe. pull a power move so like people fall in line yeah but it's like you can't do a power move like that if you're not like if everyone else if if you haven't like justified it or like <laughs> had then, any respect previously yep <laughs> and oh my god lunch break during that day was funny because like he was gone getting lunch but then uh, her, I, and another girl were all just kind of all like talking. And then the other girl goes, yeah, and he has no idea. I'm about to give him my two weeks notice. And that, so it was a very interesting day. Mm-hmm. And when I was done for the day, uh, the girl who like got fired slash quit, whatever, like walked me down to my car. Cause I had to like pay for parking. And she goes, <laughs> she's like, Mason, like, I know we are the ones who like interviewed you and like brought you in. But we're telling you right now, like, do not work for this guy. Like, yeah. we're like, we've only known you for a month, but we actually like really like you. We really respect you. And we just want to be honest with you. Like, don't. Yeah. No, that's, that's just, that's just crazy. That's, that's like, that's literally that's like a like, movie. That's, that's so cool. It was so cool <laughs> though. Like, dude, I look back at it now and I'm like, oh, I'm just a 23 year old. I don't even fucking, what the? You're 24. 23. Well, this is two oh, years ago. So 22. 22, 23 years. Yeah, I just got out of college. And then, like, I'm going to move to a big city, Nashville, Tennessee, work in the music industry. And then it's like, I experienced that. Just like... Like right off the rip. Right off yeah. the rip. And I'm like, oh my God, is this what the real world is in the music industry? Yeah, I think, I think have, like, that's totally different from your experience with, like, your college job, right? Yes. Like reunion. Well, that was yes, reunion board. Um, yeah, that was a volunteer thing. Um, with that, but the entire point of that is <clears throat> to really like give you the XP. It's yeah, honestly, if it wasn't for that, like, dude, I wouldn't have anything on my resume, yeah. like in the music industry or anything like that. Just Elko. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
and fasten all, <laughs> all these. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, with that, it's like, I mean, yeah, it was a campus organization, student run mostly, but like my advisor, uh, greatest dude out there, Dylan, shout out Dylan. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. He just like, everything was good with him. It's like he was, I could easily hang out with him like outside of the organization. So it's yeah. like, I don't know, just having that relationship was like, it helped a lot. And then as to like my, my duties and my tasks and my responsibility, it's like everything was pretty much on me, but he just kind of like oversaw it and made sure things got done. And he like would sign important papers mm-hmm. and like, I don't know that right there. Just the idea of me having like a lot of freedom and like to do what I wanted to do just kind of made everything easier and it made yeah. me like way more excited. Like honestly that, that position like during those times, like I was probably like one of the happiest, like six months of my life. Yeah. Just no, cause cool. I like everything I did, I was like so excited about like if I like booked a band, I was like, Oh, like hell yeah. Like, yeah, there's, it was like you're given responsibility or like the ability to like yeah. do things uh, and actually do them instead of just like entering numbers into a computer. Yeah, just yeah, that like the, the exciting shut stuff. off the brain and just go through the motions. Yeah, I worked for Reeve in a different like well, I was actually like employed, I guess. But yeah, I would say my time as an AV tech was like some of the happiest times, like some, one, maybe one of the best jobs I've ever had. Um, I just like the environment too. I think the entire, I mean, it's a, it's student union. So like it's a lot of the decision making is made by the student union. So like people, I, I just felt like students were put in positions to like exceed and like yeah. exceed expectations and actually get like technical and like real actual experience doing the thing that their job is. So like, I actually learned a lot of like, I mean, audio stuff, like basically this entire setup is like, I wouldn't have known if I wasn't an AV tech, you know? So, and you actually doing actual booking and actually like messaging people and like getting a taste for that, being put in that position. Yeah. Very nice. sounds like a, sounds like an aspect of good leadership is letting your employees be autonomous. Yeah, absolutely. The whole like, oh, we have an open door policy. If you have ideas or or concerns, like yeah, absolutely, let us know. And establishing your expectations, I think, is a big one too. Because uh, you, as a as your as a boss, you don't want to like. There needs to be a line of like, okay, I'm not necessarily like your friend. We're friendly. We're good. We can have great conversations. Great. Um, you know, like maybe even hang outside of work, but there needs to be like a line. I think that, yeah. that, that gets into a wishy-washy area, but, mm-hmm. um, there needs to be like a line of like, Hey, these are still my expectations and like, you need to do them. We can have like very real and like honest conversations. Um, if you're not doing them, like not being like a total like dick about it and like being able to like have those real conversations, I think is very, very important. We did have like some good and bad experiences with work. We've worked together in the past, right? We've done like our music videos. We did the whole fandom wire thing. And really our approach to the vocal box has been 
let's take everything we've learned from the past and, um, you know, we know what the bad stuff was and we know the stuff we didn't like. Let's just not do that. So this is really like our attempt at, um, you know, working together and, and having like a, you know, a serialized content that we can do every week and like, um, us all have our role in that. I think we've all, um, maybe worked in an environment where we, the, the expectations were not clearly laid out and maybe we weren't, um, trained specifically or like correctly. I have a lot of thoughts on training. Um, I guess I've trained people to bartend. I've trained people to cook and stuff and like restaurant industry things. But, um, I guess we've all kind of trained each other. <laughs> Didn't mean it like that. We've all trained each other, <laughs> um, oh, like dear. in various different, like, uh, you know, not like formally, but like in different, uh, aspects of, you know, technical things. And like, I know we've talked about like, Oh, maybe, you know, we can do this. And like, um, when you're doing XLR, working with XLR cables, like this is for this and this is for this. And, you know, you have it hot and cold, blah, blah. Like we've talked, um, about lots of different technical things. And like, we've, uh, I think another pro of our like relationship is that we, uh, are always able to like listen you know or like we're always like uh able interested. to learn something from each other yeah yeah uh but in like a a, a technical uh or corporate environment things are a little bit different when when you have like training programs and like people that are appointed as trainers and stuff like that i don't know you guys working at target i've worked at applebee's for a long long time uh where that was very, very customary was to have like, you know, training modules and you have to like click through. And, uh, I, I don't think that stuff works like that well. I mean, I think having like, uh, you know, blueprint for kind of like how the training goes and like the tests are good. Um, but I think, I think having like a test and having people test out of things doesn't really work that well. Um, if I like, know how many beers we have on tap at tailgate like if i took a test one day i think i'd probably fail it first of all because i don't know anything but uh if i was tested on that what i get like as a result on my first test i don't think is like a great indication of how i am as an employee i think maybe like testing again and seeing like who does the best job like between the tests like the biggest improvement is a much better indication of like how someone is as an employee um, because it just shows like they want to learn. If that makes sense. I think, I don't know. What do you, what are your guys' uh, experiences with target? I feel like the difference between being able to do the job well and not do the job well and your ability to train somebody there's like no no correlation really because there is many people out there and all different kinds of jobs across all different industries where like your best employee that just kills it or whatever the job is doesn't not mean that like that's the person you want training somebody yeah because like there's so many like intangible things that like you said like testing doesn't show you in terms of how you are as an employee or your ability to articulate or if you've never verbalized something before, how do you expect to verbalize it to a new trainee? Like you can't cause you've never done it before. Yeah. And that just sets the trainee up for failure. 
Yeah, and I think having uh, the person who's like best at the job is not a great indication of them having the best trainer that trained them. You know, like no, it just has no correlation. I think you can be pretty crap at your job, but be like good at training other people. Yeah, see, um, like you know, for example, like Target, like you know, going into it, it just being like a temporary like throwaway job. I went into it with like these expectations that like, okay, well this is just going to be like easy. Right. Yeah. But like, I had no idea that like all the behind the scenes stuff that it takes to like run a store at a corporate level, like the intensity and the standards and the expectations of like what actually needs to be done. And there's all these little things that you need to do a certain yeah. way. And every day as you're like encountering a new situation and it's like, Hey, Sean, deal with this. And I'm like, well, I've never done that and I can't do that. I can't operate that machinery because I'll kill somebody or hurt myself. Like what? Mm -hmm. And there's some people that are just totally oblivious to that. But then there's other employees that are like proactive and I would just say like good leaders and just mature. And they understand that like, okay, Sean is a competent employee, but I've never seen him do this. I need to like thoroughly show him and explain how to do it. Yeah. You know, and some people might not like that because it's like, Oh, I don't like to be like micromanaged. <sighs> I feel like I, I'm always like running out of breath. Yeah. Um, try not to exhale into the mic. Sometimes people don't like that because they don't like to be micromanaged and like, that's totally like, okay. But I think you need to like be mature about the situation. Know that like, if you're not proactive, you risk like, letting your team and like the company down versus just like taking a deep breath, crossing your fingers and hope to get it. They get it. That's just not good training. I love training people. I do too. I don't like, I don't know. It's just, I go into it thinking like the way I approach it all is like, I think back to my first day and like when I was trained on this certain matter that I'm now training a person on. Yeah. And like, I try being like so real with them like I don't know for example I might just be like oh yeah and then when I did this like hey I messed up and like this is what I did wrong so like just don't do that or like all this like little stuff and it's it's a mix mix of like conversation mixed with like hey like work specific like how to do stuff but then I don't know there's been there's been times where it's like I've been trained by like a leader, like maybe someone in like their like thirties or above. And it's like, they've been working at the company for like 15 years and like they're, they've trained so many people that by the time they train you, they are just like checked out. They're like, Oh, this is just another employee who's like not even going to be here in like a year. So like, why should I care to train him properly? But then it's like, I mess up on something and then you yell at me and it's like, well, maybe you should have trained me on this. Yeah. I think um, a big, big thing that I like to instill in people that I train or like an emphasis on uh, teaching people like why we do something instead of just like mm-hmm. this is what we do. Uh, my internship at SAP, like the culture at SAP is just like immaculate. Like I could not believe that the culture from the CEO driven all the way down to like the lowest level people like myself when I was an intern is like very present in the company across like 
all different branches. And so that was just like really surprising to me. And Diana, the woman that trained me at SAP, shout out Diana, she did like a phenomenal job, job training me. And they knew, because basically how the internship worked was there was two six-month contracts. And if you like performed, you got to do the second six-month contract. Yeah. So it was very like, at most you were there a year and obviously they could early terminate you early, but you were just temporarily there, like six months. And they took a whole month or two to like train the interns on like the software because it's very like deep and thorough. And as Diana was training me, rather than just being like, yeah, you could use this to fix this problem. Uh, this is the button you click. Da, 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 da. It was like, this is why we do everything. And like, this is why you would use this to fix this. Because that way, when you get out there, like you're able to like think for yourself. And that was so invaluable to me because it allowed me to be like self-sufficient on my job. Mm-hmm. And I've been in other jobs before where it's like, you did a training module, go do your job. And yeah. I, I still yeah, get out there and I'm like, so I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and I've like, I mean, me and you working in kind of the industry of like caregiver or like, well, yeah, you, sorry. I was thinking specifically. People forget. Yeah. I was a CNA We've all worked like, like yeah, years. in that world. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, how, how do you do an online training? Like when you're literally de- dealing with like people's lives kind in a way. Yeah. I mean, I like, <laughs> did you guys have any like certification that you needed to do in order to CPR? CPR first aid. That's okay. I like, it. we had our CNA class. Mm-hmm. And that was probably, well, it was much more in-depth than, like, a CPR class um, because it was, like, eight weeks and we had to do that. But, like, those are all just technical things. Like, I don't even remember because it was so long ago. But, like, it was all this technical uh, stuff. But that doesn't, if you don't have, like, the soft skills to, like, talk to, like, in our case, an elderly person with dementia and, like, redirect them if they need redirecting or, Mm -hmm. like, or just, you know, just chatting because old people like chatting and like if you're not good at chatting and you're just kind of like a stick in the mud like you're not going to be a good like a good asset to the company um and they don't teach you that i mean that's not stuff that you can teach so i think that goes more into like upbringing like you know like parenting and like exposing your kids to like those situations which i'm glad my parents made me or not they didn't make me but they were like heavy push into like, Hey, why don't you go be a CNA like with your sister? Cause it like developed some soft skills. Cause me at 16, I didn't know, like I didn't like talking to people cause I never had to, but I think that stuff is super important. Um, and if you're not, I guess a little self-aware of like whether you're, you have soft skills or not, like it's not going to happen. So I think we've all definitely our ability to talk to people and like conversations with people probably came with our like caretake caretaker roles that we've honestly had. yeah yeah whether it's like talking to someone for the first time yeah or to like talking but to a boss talking to a customer guest like, sometimes like the the training modules are valuable though with like giving you like information you know like okay yeah it's never gonna help you like perform cares on a client better in like a literal sense but like you might know if like if you have one client that you have to Oh, Mom. <laughs> happy Mother's Day, Jerry. <laughs> Should I answer? Actually, this could be a bit. Yeah. 
right here. Oh, Live on television. Right. Yeah? Hi, are you busy? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you are? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I didn't know if you were. I was just going to call you this afternoon, but you're not at work, are you? No, we're uh, we're doing the podcast right now, live. Oh, oh, okay. Okay, and, I'll let you go. Yeah, you're on. You're on speaker, so. Oh, good. And we're we're <laughs> we're literally recording this right now. You want to interview me <laughs> as our guest? Desperate for content. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> All right, I'll call you back later. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> mile. Anyway. Uh, where were we? Okay, thank you, Jerry. Thank you. Uh, that, like, okay, yeah, okay, so the training modules, like, it's never gonna help you perform, like, care specifically, like, in a literal sense, like, better, but giving you knowledge to, like, have the fortitude to perform it better, like, is helpful. Like, if you have a specific care that you're supposed to do with a client where you're, like, supposed to apply like ointment on an, on an arm for some kind of like rash or whatever but you know that like if they get irritated and in a mood doing that's like very hard yeah and maybe something that's that they're sensitive to is like auditory noises and so you know like prior to having to apply that cream that like the environment the client's in should like yeah. not trigger them or stimulate them and then later you can perform your cares better yeah but like yeah. information like that you do get from a module yeah, I mean, there's definitely like the more the technical aspects you need you need to know. Like, mm-hmm. I guess I think back to like Applebee's bartending. Like, you need to know what ingredients go in a mojito. Right. Like, yeah. It's just you do, but like the way it's delivered is not probably the best way. But like in a corporate world, if I'm, you know, like you have to have the tools in place to like teach them. I guess so. Like mm-hmm. you do have to have that kind of blueprinted out and like how it's gonna you know, progress like a, a, a newbie into like, you know, because most of the time training is like a week process or a week or two process. And then you're, they're kind of by themselves, but they're still like a noob and they just have to take care of, like do it themselves. Um, there's a really good phrase I think that goes along with, uh, like this, like what we're talking about. You never find out what you don't know until you, until you try to explain it to somebody. Oh, absolutely. I think the mm-hmm. best, like the, the the reason I like training so much is because it forces me to make sure like I'm a, like I'm, I've mastered it because if you right. can explain something to somebody else like mm-hmm. you know you know it that's like yeah. uh, the the indication the indication that it's um, it's in there it's in your brain you know what you're doing yes sir just okay. bring it all home let's bring it all home so we I think talked a about lot of a lot of the values that we value in leaders and us ourselves in leadership roles maybe comes, comes back to, I guess how we were raised, our environments growing up Mm -hmm. and like self-awareness that was kind of instilled in us from an early age. I think we all kind of share that. Yes. Cause we have many influences like in our lives, you know, like you have like your manager at your first job and you have your parents and you have coaches in sports and your friends, you know, but like Gary V. Yes. Gary V. Good, good dude. But, like, my dad is a good culmination for all of these topics that we've kind of talked about. A good example for me. Mm -hmm. And I have kind of, like, a silly example to kind of, like, drive the nail home on that. Because I remember when I was little, like, I was very, like, 
I don't want to say spoiled. My parents were very just like easy on me. Like they let me be a kid. Yeah. Right. Like I didn't have chores. Like I didn't get a weekly allowance, but like they took care of me and they just like, they let me be a kid. But then there was like other times where it was like, okay, like you still have to do this task because like you just need to know what it's like to take on responsibility. Yeah. You know? And my dad would always have me like sweep the house upstairs and I think I was like 10, like, and I just, honestly, I just did like a shitty job, yeah. right? And he would always like, just let me do it. And then he'd be like, okay, well, do it again. And I'd be like, why? And he's like, well, cause you didn't do a good job. And then as like time went on, he would like not just let me do it. And he'd be like, how many times have I made you like restart? And I was like, every time. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, just... Be Dude. more, be more thoughtful about like how you're doing it. And we just had this like argument, this like back and forth. Cause like I was a little kid and I'm like, this is annoying. This is taking my day. I don't want to do this. Yeah. And then he was like, when you're older, you'll like, thank me. Like you'll like understand why I'm making you do this. Yeah. And then I did, did done that for like just a little silly thing. Like it was my responsibility to make sure the floors were always swept. And by the time I'm like, I stopped doing it. Cause like, I wasn't a kid anymore and so they stopped making me do it I was like totally competent at it as something as silly as just sweeping the floors yeah and now in high in retrospect I like understand that like he was just trying to teach me like do it right the first time take accountability and responsibility for my actions and like he taught me like those important life skills through something as simple as like sweeping, sweeping the floor mm-hmm. and yeah. like he explained it to me like, and he was stern in a way that was like, he wasn't going to bend or break on it. And like, to me, I think that's good indications of like instilling good principles into like somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've had a lot of, I mean, throwaway jobs, I guess you want to call them that. Yeah. But like every throwaway job I've ever had, I've, I take it seriously. I don't mm-hmm. think we don't go in and like check out. And I mean, we don't, we don't approach our throwaway jobs any differently than if I was trying to, you know, get a you know, music industry job as like an intern in some like big high rise building. Like if I'm going to go in and do a job, I have always felt like I at least want to be like, the best at what I'm doing or like as good as anyone else that's doing it there. Mm -hmm. Um, if I was like right now, like I work at tailgate, I don't want to go in and like be a crappy cook. Uh, especially now because like they're, you know, the COVID stuff, like we can't really afford to like hire on, you know, people that aren't going to do their jobs and a little bit of everyone else's jobs, like slack. Um, but if I'm, you know, working at Applebee's, I don't want to be like a shitty employee at Applebee's. No, I, I always think of like McDonald's. Like we go through drive-through and like people are like, here you go. Or like, I would like kill it in McDonald's drive-through. Even though I, I know what, what I'm doing. I just like, if I'm going to go clock in and like do my, do a job, I just feel like it's important to at least just do at least adequate, if not like exceed. Cause like, yeah, yeah I'm not, my goal is not to like, work at McDonald's my whole life, you know, but like, I would just, I, I just feel like I would kill it. Like in the drive-thru, like mm-hmm. very, very like 
you know, like like a Chick Fil A. Like you go to or Culver's. You go to Culver's. Like a my and, pleasure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like people at Culver's are just so nice. Well, just, culture that just shows how like important culture and personality, yeah. like is you know, and like you know, for example, like at Target, there was like a bail a bail that needed to be made, and then after the bail was going to be made, uh, I don't know what that means. Like there's like a compactor. Okay. It's called a baler, and then it's compactor. You throw cardboard in it, swishes it, and then when it's full, you gotta wrap it up in wire. It's a massive bale, like okay, like a hay bale of cardboard. Yeah, like it's massive, basically. And then you have to like take it out, but like it's kind of tedious and like potentially dangerous to like how to do it because like the wiring could snap mm-hmm. and then like kill somebody. And uh, whatever, I had to make a bale one day, made a bale, and then after the fact, I was like picking up everyone's like cardboard that was going in there and somebody that was with me at that moment was like why and i was like i'm just like being helpful Mm -hmm. and they were like no like they're adult everyone here's adults like everyone here can come come back here and pick up after themselves and like is that person wrong like no but like also i'm sure everyone would appreciate it just being done for them Mm -hmm. and like if I have to like work a little bit harder just to make sure the place is clean immediately, which yeah. would make like the manager of whoever's in charge of receiving that back area back there happy, like why not just do it? Yeah. It's like, I, I feel like some obligation to like relieve some of the pain of like going into work, you know, because if, like, ev- if everybody has that mentality, things work so your yeah. workplace like soars because yeah. everybody's just busting their ass. Yeah. And, like that's, I don't know. I think that's super important. I mean, we've we've talked a lot about just like work ethic too. Yeah, and like it's, it's not the same everywhere. Yeah, it's weird because I don't when I'm home I don't do my dishes or do like pick up my Wendy's cup off the. Thing. Oh yeah, Mason and I have talked about it. It's weird, <laughs> but at work you're very good. Yeah, strange. Mm-hmm. Maybe I just. Don't, don't give a shit. You guys. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you wonder, right? Yeah, sometimes. Maybe I, I talk a big game. No, I think, uh, yeah, maybe that's, there's some stuff I could be better at. But whatever, that's that's a, that's a different That's, that's something a, that's that we will discuss off camera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll go get the bat. <laughs> yeah. Heard. Big heard. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think all those things that you guys were saying about work ethic and being like part of a team. I think that's so important is in establishing like the expectations too, Mm -hmm. because as an employee, if I'm doing more, it's going to be like expected of everyone else to like, say if here's like the bar Mm -hmm. and I'm like pushing the limits of like what, like a person in my role can do. It's like showing like management that like we can do more if we're given a little bit more like expect or a, 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 like a longer leash, basically to mm-hmm. like take on those roles, like, like Mason at rub giving like, right. It goes like, back to auto- the autonomy. Yeah. It, it, being able to like perform and like push expectations, exceed and then be part of the team and like submit ideas because one thing you, you get, you get blinded really fast. If you're like in a team dynamic and you have the same people there mm-hmm. bringing in someone new, is super helpful because they're coming in from like mm-hmm. an outside perspective. Maybe they did, obviously there's like other work experience. Like we did this back in my old place or, right. but just having a new set of eyes on like an already existing um, problem. problem or system, or system yeah. super helpful. 
So like a new guy coming in and being like, well, why don't you just do it this way? And we go, oh, well, we never thought of that because that, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff happens all the time because you're so set in your ways of with, this is the way we do stuff. Mm-hmm. I see that a lot. And like, f- from like, uh, we've kind of been talking a lot from like the perspective of like someone that is being led, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, from like the other end, if you are in like a leadership position, you can't, you can't like get mad at somebody for not doing something the way you want or up to your expectations. Da, 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 if expectations aren't being uh, explained, like you said, yeah, you know what I mean. Like if the bar hasn't been set and this is not how we do things, like culture, mm-hmm. like how can you be mad at someone when it's like you didn't explain to them properly? Yeah, yeah. I, I think about like Gary V a lot and kind of what he preaches about culture like Gary V would probably be like almost this nah, he's not it's not he's not even scary because he like sw- he swears and he's like aggressive right he's got mm-hmm. like that but like I wouldn't be scared of him as my boss I just feel like any moment I could like sit and have a heart-to-heart with him or like hey ma'am like have you ever thought about this or like talk- I feel like he's list would listen to everyone and I, I think there's definitely room like in a management or a leadership position to like be friendly but not be too like lenient, you know. Yeah. Like I feel like there's just such a like a balance, dude. I yeah, yeah. That brings me back to just like Cal football, mm-hmm. Carl. Like Carl, like Carl could like I I totally mess up like in football, yeah. And like I know I met like mess up right away, and in my head I'm like, oh god, here comes coach. He's gonna like yell at me, scream at me, but I'm still like. <laughs> You're, you're like the best man of this whole town. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, this is like, it's easy. It's easy to take that from somebody that you respect. Yeah. yeah. You know, if someone like practices what they preach and like has the bar that they've set for you, they also apply it to themselves. Like it's very easy to just like take that, you know, cause yeah. there's people like I've had people in like my same position but just like more like seniority, but they've just like, you know, so they've just been there longer. Like say something to me to criticize me. And I'm like, just cause you've been here longer, you are still like not a very good employee. And like, yeah. I don't want to hear anything from you because seniority you, doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Like you can come in, like, that's why I like about tailgate actually is because like tenure does not matter really. Like, how long you've been there. Um, if you're not, you know, pushing the boundaries of, or like pushing the company forward, have like the, the mentality and like that kind of stuff in mind. Um, I, I, there's a distinction and I think, I think that's appropriate. I, I think even like at a place like target, you see that stuff. So if you're in a leadership position, I think it's important as well that you're not, or it's important to me. I don't think it's necessarily like, the end all be all is that a saying? End all be all. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it depends um, on what you say. I guess. Yeah, Next, I guess. I think it's not the end all be all of the situation if you're not this. But I think it's important that as a like a leader, you have showcased your like ability to perform the duties of like other people. And it, obviously, it, it's different for every like work environment. Maybe um, different for Target, but like it's important to me that like. If someone's my manager, 
and and like I think of like Applebee's or like mm-hmm. you know a kitchen, if they're like kitchen manager, they should be able to like slap dough with the best of them or like roll mm-hmm. dough or like pump out pizzas and like perform, and like I respect that just like seeing like my my manager like like wade through the shit and like mm-hmm. you know do the job better better not necessarily the best of anyone in the company but just like always like showcasing that he's or she's like able to like perform the duty mm-hmm. and like i think like you said earlier like respect it's easy to respect someone that has the grit to do the job yeah don't criticize me if you're not willing to do it yeah like i don't <laughs> want to be like expected to do my job flawlessly and perfectly if like you don't even know how to do it you know yes exactly uh and in a like restaurant industry i think there's a lot of like front house back house like dynamic that gets a little sticky because like a lot of the time front of house people don't know how to do back house stuff and back house people don't know how to do front of house stuff Mm -hmm. and that's where i like felt like very comfortable when i was at applebee's and like doing like customer facing stuff Mm -hmm. like bartending and serving as well as like cooking because like i just i've liked to cook my whole life so like it was pretty easy transition good getting into the kitchen um and like customer service stuff i mean we talked about like nursing home like soft skills i think i was pretty comfortable with as well so i think i think it's important to be able to kind of at least have some sort of input and like opinion on your expectations um and not just be like a cog in the wheel basically that's like yeah you did your job did you like you're done okay what like cool like right. you know like you did your responsibilities so i as a manager don't get yelled at don't yeah okay. yeah like i just i have a little problem with that that's all yeah like, no like, it it's evident uh we have a manager at target that a lot of people like respect and appreciate and sometimes like we'll be on like on the line and we get like criticized about something mm-hmm. but when we get the criticism from this specific manager a lot of people that like on my team don't get mad because they're like, you know, a lot of times like when we are just like getting bent over a barrel, like this, this individual like comes back here and they hop right in and like yeah. they start doing stuff or they go in the truck da, 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 and it's like, it means yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. I, that's why I like about tailgate so much is like everyone that's in their position knows what they're doing. You know, like I work with, Miles, my kitchen manager there, and it's just the two of us. We can like bust out a Friday night together, just the two of us. When normally it would take three people, just because like it's just the two of us, you know. That and whole it's not my job mentality. Yeah, just me and Miles <laughs> chilling on a Friday night. Love Miles. Um, Miles and I. Oh Jesus, me and Miles. That seemed really loud. Actually, don't yell into the mic, bro. You may be correct on that one. What? No, no. it's Miles and I. But you said just Miles and I. No, just me and Miles, I said. You uh, said yeah, Miles God, and I. Come I on, I'm, just shut I'm up. I'm confused. Yeah. You're so stupid. I'm so confused these days. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think definitely like establishing, and it's it's a totally a, a show me, don't tell me thing. Like, right. I got to see like that, you know, my, my boss can do it. And like, it's by like actually doing it, not like, yeah, like I... Spent five years doing it, blah, 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 blah. And, like, I don't like that kind of mentality either where, like, oh, I, I, I did it already, so I'm not going to do it now. 
kind of thing. Yeah, like, like you're above it. Yeah, you're above it because you're like in a leadership position. Like, like your dude, like in your internship, wouldn't be caught dead pushing numbers and doing like an Excel sheet or something because like he'd be mm-hmm. like, that's what I have interns for or something. You know, yeah, I don't know, but like that's it's very evident though that like his business as well as the way it was. It sounds like when you left, it imploded on itself. It wasn't very big. You had 10 people. Yeah. And I feel like it's very obvious because look how he ran it. Yeah. And what he was c- concerned about was money and not actually the business. And he is a prime example of all these things that we're talking about and his business reflected. Yeah. Culture is important. Business ethics. <laughs> Bidness. Bidness. Didn't Levesque yeah. say it like that? Bidness. I don't know, dude. I uh, I didn't go to college. I I went to college. I didn't go to class. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Just kidding. No, Levake. Actually, yeah, we. Uh, it's I, so weird because he, he seemed like he made more of an impression on you. I had a. It was a lecture. There's 200 people in my class. Like I didn't really talk to him at all. Yeah, same. But you had it over interim, so you mm-hmm. might have pumped it out better, more streamlined. It made it a bigger was, impression on It was on like you. three hours a day. Yeah. It was something. And he was just like... We'll cut that. He was just like a... <laughs> um, you know, a semester class, and it was one of my many classes I was taking, so it wasn't that It wasn't that serious for me. Yeah, I suppose. And But I did really like him. Business. Business. Anyways, uh, so at the end of every episode... We like to go around the table and talk a little bit about just uh, things that we are interested in, uh, consumed by currently, uh, what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, who wants to go first? Mason, you go first. Sure. Um, I just feel like I think back from last Sunday to now Sunday, mm-hmm. something different or like what I've been consuming, I guess. I don't know. Sean and I have been watching The Office again. Well, it's his yes. first time. This is like my like third or fourth time. Yeah. But I, I enjoy watching it with him because like I'm seeing his reactions. Yeah. Dude, last like, night. Like seeing it for the first time. Last night we were watching it. We watched like two, three episodes and I, for a fact, like 70% of it, I was like. Yeah. And it's just like, I and I'm like reliving it. it again. And I'm just like, oh my God. Like, wow. But yeah, very uh, basic of me. You know, I'll just. Yeah, no. Uh, I love The Office. Yeah, like it's okay. It's a personality trait. Yeah, Hinge Girls. Yeah, that's basically uh, it. Uh, Yeah, prompt. You know, I will. I only watch The Office to get dates with Hinge women. There you go. Fair enough. Tinder women are like yeah. I like uh, I watch like I watch South Park. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Office is for the Hinge. Bumble is like a yeah. I watch like It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yep. But Hinge is like, oh, I am so educated when it comes to the office. Wow. Yeah. Tell me more. As I'm just like, you know, just daydream about something else. Absolutely. Sounds about right. Um, oh, damn it. I don't think I'm going to get any dates now. I just said nah, that. It's no, okay. Wait, anyway. Hashtag yeah. relatable. Women is a different story. Uh, well, that'll be coming on like season five of the Vocal Box. We're just going to pump yeah. out 20 episodes where all we do is talk about women and dating. And yeah, story t- stories. Yeah, um, yeah. I have two topics. One is The Office, but much more like deep and personal for me because this is my first time watching it through. And I've said this before to you guys, but for the podcast, the internet does not like some portions of the internet. It's not like Pam, and they think that she is uh, a witch. And 
I just don't I think see, it's ridiculous. I think it's ridiculous. I just don't see it. Sam said so last night, and I was kind of like, eh, I don't see it. But according She's to, a I, sweetheart. I haven't finished the whole show. And I also, like, just love Jim and Pam's, like, love dynamic. It is mm-hmm. actually super deep for how meaningless the show is. Or how meaningless you thought the show was. Correct. Yeah. And then the other thing is actually like typography. Like something that I feel like I've always been very poor at is like design. And I think design is like fundamental to creating like a good user experience in anything. Mm-hmm. You know, whether that be creating like a PDF or building a built a skyscraper. Design's important. Yeah. And like much of good design actually has to do with type. So I'm just trying to learn a lot about like typography and like literally putting senses on a page in a weird abstract way and like creating shapes with these lines just to see like what's the most pleasing way you can use text. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds really weird, but like I've actually noticed a difference and it's been helping. So oh, it's I like that. I really like that. So yeah, those are the, my two things. Uh, nice. I only got one thing. Um, yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah. Two. Am I not allowed to have two? <laughs> Don't you? Do oh, that cans? <laughs> oh, you had one. Never mind. Um, it's just the office. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, okay. Um, for uh, my thing that I've been indulging in this week, it's been uh, the Grand Theft Auto San Andreas uh, I can't. radio station KDST. Uh, back in like 04, 04, whatever year the game came out, they released like a box set of every CD. It was like a 10 disc box set and every CD was a different radio station. So like all the cuts of the music in that Mm -hmm. uh, for that radio station included like the radio edits within the songs and then little like advertisement, like jingles that like would play between songs. So if you just hit shuffle on it, like it just sounds like you're listening to that radio station because there's like 20 some songs on each radio station but i've been i i've i had it like a couple years back um not the box set just like digital versions but then uh last fall i redownloaded i could only find kdst because it's not available on like any streaming service so i just have like the actual mp3 files uh but it's really enjoyable and it brings me back and i love the little the jingles and the, the the djs um, that play between it all. It, that's I've been listening to it a lot on work because I can hit just just hit shuffle and it just plays through. It's very 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 enjoyable. Brings me back to uh, the good old days. I love that GTA San Andreas. It was probably like my first like favorite game. I get like game. Yeah. I no Spider Man Two for PS Two, but San Andreas was my close second. But yeah, um, that concludes episode three. Of the vocal box, yes, sir. Episode three. What are you yeah. questioning that? Yeah. Okay. This is episode. No, three. I'm just doing. Okay. <laughs> um, that's that's about it. Uh, yes. Yeah, we will see. We will see you next week. Next week. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening. Bye, guys. Bye.